the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's behind Vladimir Putin's apparent obsession with Ukraine? Ukraine for him is important in his soul, if he has one. And without that, Russia is not whole in President Putin's mind. CNN's marquee anchor, shown the door. Three things got the best of Chris Cuomo, ego, hubris, and a complete lack of a moral compass, which apparently is, is a thing in that family. One of America's greats is gone. We're learning the sad news that this morning, former Republican senator and presidential candidate Bob Dole has died. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Monday, December 6th. I'm Rich Thomason. President Biden and Russian President Putin have a video call scheduled this week. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov confirms the two leaders will talk on Tuesday evening as tensions between America and Russia escalate over a Russian troop buildup on the Ukrainian border seen as a sign of potential invasion. Russia is more adamant than ever that the U.S. doesn't admit Ukraine to the NATO military alliance. However, according to an anonymous Biden administration official, about 70,000 Russian troops are said to be at the Ukrainian border already, and an invasion is possible as soon as early next year. I'm Naomi Shannon. Biden advisors not optimistic. U.S. intelligence officials have determined Russia is planning for a possible military offensive against Ukraine as soon as early 2022. An administration official who spoke to the AP on condition of anonymity said U.S. intelligence estimates the Russian offensive would include an estimated 175,000 personnel. Moscow is pressing Washington for assurances that Ukraine will not be allowed to join the NATO alliance. Addressing the Russian threat Friday, Biden said he's working on what he termed a meaningful set of initiatives to make it very, very difficult for Mr. Putin to uh to go ahead and do what people are worried he may do. Mike Gracia, Washington. Pundits who accuse President Biden of consistently shifting blame elsewhere are getting a kick out of this. Taking note of the president's latest target for blame. President Biden hasn't sounded like himself the last few days, and he's blaming his young grandson. As he celebrated last month's jobs report. The incredible news that our unemployment rate has fallen to 4.2%. The president's voice was much lower and scratchier than usual. <laughs> With the Ukrainians. He assured reporters he tested negative for COVID-19. It's just a cold. Saying his year-and-a-half-old grandson has one and likes to kiss his pop. His doctor says the 78-year-old president has nasal congestion and a frog in his throat. Spokeswoman Jen Saki says he is taking some over-the-counter cold medicine. And probably some cough drops and some tea. Beyond that, it's business as usual. Sagar Magani, Washington. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House says COVID-related federal rental assistance for several states and cities is exhausted, according to the Treasury Department. The sign that spending on a program aimed at averting evictions has picked up speed. The federal government is forecasting that upwards of $30 billion allocated for rental assistance will be dispersed by the end of the year. That is a dramatic change from the summer when housing advocates were complaining about the slow pace of distribution. 
Congress authorized $46.5 billion in emergency rental assistance late last year. Even with a COVID vaccine requirement in place for members of the military, not every sleeve has been rolled up. The Air Force says more than 6% of the Air National Guard and Reserve Forces failed to meet a deadline for getting a coronavirus vaccine. The Air Force says roughly 11,000 of its Guard and Reserve personnel haven't gotten the shots nor a medical exemption as required. They'll be allowed to participate in an upcoming monthly drill and still get paid. But Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin made it clear the vaccine's mandatory for the nation's Guard troops. A memo last week said those who refuse the mandatory COVID vaccination will be barred from federally funded drills and refuse the training they need to maintain their guard status. He's giving the military services a little more time to publish their official guidance on how to deal with guard members who refuse the vaccine. I'm Jackie Quinn. In the face of Chinese aggression, the Pentagon is hoping to strengthen ties with allies in the Indo-Pacific region. Defense Secretary Austin says Beijing's recent saber-rattling, including near Taiwan, is troublesome. We remain steadfast to our one-China policy and our commitments under the Taiwan Relations Act to support Taiwan's ability to defend itself while also maintaining our capacity to resist any resort to force that would jeopardize the security of the people of Taiwan. The mission, according to Austin, is to bring allies closer together. No, we're not seeking an an Asian version of NATO or trying to build an anti-China coalition. And we're not asking countries to choose between the United States and China. Instead, we're working to advance an international system that is free and stable and open. It is a matter of trying to walk a fine line. I've repeatedly described China as a pacing challenge for the Department of Defense. But I chose the word challenge carefully. We seek neither confrontation nor conflict. Secretary Austin speaking at the Reagan National Defense Forum in California. Israel's Prime Minister Naftali Bennett urging world leaders to take a hard line against Iran in ongoing nuclear talks. As world powers sit down with Iran in Vienna in hopes of restoring the tattered 2015 nuclear deal, Israel watches with growing concern over possible renegotiations. Last week's talks in Vienna resumed after a more than five-month hiatus and were the first in which Iran's new hardline government participated, and an important step forward for the U.S. after former President Donald Trump, with strong encouragement from Israel, withdrew from the deal in 2018. Bennett's top defense and intelligence officials headed to Washington to discuss the flailing talks and says Iran must begin to pay a price for its violations. I'm Naomi Shannon. Earlier last week, CNN suspended anchor Chris Cuomo for his involvement in defending his brother. Former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is facing sexual harassment charges. At that time, Chris Cuomo addressed the suspension. Quick note about the obvious. I've been suspended from CNN. Uh, Do me a favor, cut the music. Thank you. Uh, You know this already. Uh, It hurts to even say it. Uh, It's embarrassing. But I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. 
I've apologized in the past. I mean it. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do was compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. I know they have a process that they think is important. I respect that process. So I'm not going to talk about this any more uh, than that. But now the other shoe has dropped. The network has fired its highest-rated primetime anchor, according to Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett. Cuomo's decision to take part in strategy calls as then-Governor Cuomo battled sexual harassment allegations violated CNN guidelines. CNN President Jeff Zucker announced the move in a message to employees late Saturday in a statement released by the network. Zucker said Chris Cuomo was suspended earlier this week pending further evaluation of new information that came to light about his involvement with his brother's defense. We retained a respected law firm to conduct the review and have terminated him effective immediately. As for the former New York governor, his legal challenges are far from over. A U.S. Justice Department's civil inquiry into sexual harassment claims against former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo came to light as a result of public records requests by several news organizations. The office of current Governor Kathy Hochul said it hired a law firm in October to handle matters related to ongoing investigations inherited from the Cuomo administration. One of those matters was an investigation by the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division and the U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn. Cuomo resigned in August after New York Attorney General Letitia James concluded he had sexually harassed 11 women. Cuomo acknowledged making comments to some women that made them uncomfortable, but he denies any sexual harassment or inappropriate touching. I'm Mike Gracia. Mixed bag of economic news, a downside, Medicare Part B premiums to rise by more than $21 in January. The largest jump in the program's history, one lawmaker is fed up. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders says a nearly $22 a month increase in premiums couldn't come at a worse time for seniors, already struggling with higher prices on everything. He says Biogen's charging $56,000 for the Alzheimer's drug Aduhelm is the poster child for how dysfunctional the nation's drug pricing system has become. And Sanders says it's beyond absurd that one pharmaceutical company can raise the price of one drug so much it will negatively impact 57 million seniors and the future of Medicare. If the administration agreed to hold off on approving Adjahelm coverage, the January increase for Medicare's Part B premium would only be about $10. I'm Jackie Quinn. There is a smidgen of encouraging news, though. Oil industry analyst Trilby Lundberg says price of gas has fallen, albeit only slightly. We have a drop at the pump nationally. The new gasoline price is $3.46, and it's down $0.03 a gallon from two weeks ago. This is the first drop in 14 weeks. We have lost two more members of America's greatest generation. The last surviving member of World War II's famed Band of Brothers has died. Army Colonel Edward Shames, 99 years old. An obituary posted by the Holman Brown Funeral Home and Crematoria said Shames of Norfolk, Virginia, died peacefully at his home on Friday. Shames was involved in some of the most important battles of World War II. During the war, he was a member of the renowned Easy Company, 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment, 101st Airborne Division. According to the obituary, quote, he made his first combat jump into Normandy on D-Day as part of Operation Overlord. He volunteered for Operation Pegasus and then fought with Easy Company in Operation Market Garden in the Battle of the Bulge in Bastogne. James was the first member of the 101st to enter Dachau concentration camp just days after its liberation. Colonel James is not the only high-profile World War II veteran we mourn. 
Daybreak Insider's Greg Clugston says former Republican senator and presidential candidate Bob Dole has passed away. Dole was severely injured in World War II, never regaining use of his right hand, but that didn't end his public service. Dole represented his home state of Kansas in Congress for more than three decades. Dole played instrumental roles in passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act and the creation of the World War II Memorial here in Washington. He left the Senate in 1996 to run for president, winning the Republican Party nomination. In February, Dole announced that he had been diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. His wife, former Senator Elizabeth Dole, announced that he died in his sleep Sunday morning. He was 98. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Rich Thomason. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.